1-800-242-1321. Hi, and welcome again to PRMC On Point, a discussion of the qualities, the values, and the contributions of Peninsula Regional Medical Center and the Peninsula Regional Health System to the communities we serve. I'm Roger Falaba, Director of Community Relations for both the hospital and the health system, and it's a great pleasure to have on our program today our President and CEO of both the hospital and the health system, Dr. Steve Leonard. Hi, Steve. Welcome. Thank you, Roger. Great to have you here. Uh, as you know, we started out in a six-bedroom home October 1 of 1897 in Salisbury, not too far from where we are now at the hospital. Over the past 122 years, we have really grown and evolved to become the premier healthcare facility on the Delmarva Peninsula. So, not necessarily just us, but for all hospitals, all health systems, how important is it to always be looking to grow and to evolve? It's important, Roger. Let me first start by saying um, I think every hospital has a great history, but I would say that our tradition really makes us who we are today. If you think about where we've been with uh, Dr. George Todd and then ultimately Dr. Nevin Todd, the open heart program, the evolution, it really has positioned us well to really meet the challenges of healthcare these days. Uh, these days, it used to be where hospitals could service a small community themselves and, and do arguably well. Today, it's uh, much, much greater pressure exists for hospitals to uh, meet uh, the community's needs while maintaining um, financial viability, um, whether it be insurance companies, the government, different requirements that are out there. Hospitals really must grow and scale across larger populations. So for us, it, it's been beneficial due to the folks who came before you and I. They set us up well in this regard. As the tertiary care facility for the region, we in many ways have been servicing the region. Uh, but going forward, that's just as important uh, because successful systems aren't gonna just cover a region, they're gonna cover a certain amount of population. They have to have a certain size and scale uh, to uh, engage payers differently, um, and as well to spread cost throughout a broader population. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Peninsula Regional Medical Center and the Peninsula Regional Health System. So for 122 years, from Peninsula General Hospital to Peninsula General Hospital Medical Center to Peninsula Regional Medical Center, our community has heard us talk a lot about the hospital. Now, we're really starting to talk more about a health system, and we'll get to that in a minute, but can you explain, for those who are still a little bit confused on what the difference is between the two, what's PRMC and what is PRHS? Sure. PRMC, in many ways, is that place you still come to when you're sick or injured or for some positive experiences, like delivering a new child or something along those lines. So it is very much the acute care engine behind healthcare, and I don't think that's changed for the last 120 years. We've had a long time to get that really well um, and do, do a great job in that regard. A system is different. A system is a, a connected series of entities that not just provides care when you're sick or injured, but really serves to uh, meet the needs of the population across the continuum, not just within a hospital, but it could be other business, other ventures, other collaborations. Some systems have insurance companies with them these days or clinically integrated networks, but it is, as with healthcare changing, it is beyond just the hospital walls themselves, but to really include the entire delivery network of entities you or I might interact with when meeting sure. our healthcare needs. So in 2019, we announced, we being Peninsula Regional Health System, that the Nanakoke Health Services in Seaford and McCready Health in Crisfield were joining our family. They were coming aboard to PRHS. So here we are in the first part of 2020. Nanakoke has already joined us. Uh, Chris Field, McCready Health is coming aboard March 1 of 2020. So let's talk about Nanticoke first since they're with us. 
how did we get to that point? How did they become interested in us? And how does that make both of us stronger in the delivery of healthcare in Sussex County? Sure, let me first say, by, say that we're extremely proud for what has happened in Anacook joining the uh, Peninsula family. Uh, the process, um, uh, while we have crossed a significant milestone, really started well over 18 months ago. And for Anacook, it actually started a couple of years ago when they looked around like many hospitals. Um, McCready and Nanacoke aren't alone in their journeys to find partners. It's actually happening all over the industry. But when Nanacoke uh, looked around a couple of years ago and said, these are the scenarios that if they come to be, we will need to look for a partner, um, that's when they started their process. And they, uh, they looked far and wide. Actually, we were one of 14 organizations that they evaluated. Some were part of larger systems, some were for-profit hospitals that might be throughout the country, and some not-for-profits like us. Uh, eventually that number for 14 went down to eight, four, two, and then mm -hmm. ultimately we were, uh, we were selected. Um, but um, Nanacook did an incredible um, due diligence in really finding the right partner that number one, could help them sustain services to the lower Sussex County. But I think just as importantly, um, had a culture that was similar to theirs because that's really what it takes to make these, um, these uh, integrations work is a, is a common culture. And for Nanticoke, just like for us, we've been here servicing the community, our focus is on the community, and we're gonna, we wanna make sure we continue in that effort to serve the community. So, um, so we're excited. Obviously though, while one day has passed, it, it will take time for yes. the integration to uh, fully um, uh, bear fruit, as they say, mm -hmm. and ultimately yield to uh, you know, better uh, patient care for the uh, community, as well as the efficiencies that I think hospitals look for and do need when uh, coming together uh, to form larger systems. Sure, so second part of my Nanico question. How do we work together to make healthcare better in Sussex County? Sure, sure. So Nanacoke as a hospital exists, PRMC as a hospital exists. Our physician enterprises have come together as well. And actually there's over a couple hundred providers in the physician enterprise. Those, those providers are really the point of our interaction with the broader community. Our goal, um, and much like Nanacoke's goal, has been to establish or encourage people to have a strong relationship with the primary care doctor. That really is everyone's goal in healthcare these days. So one of our, our first goals is to ensure that our community has access to a, a good primary care. Uh, provider. So we'll continue to recruit. We'll continue to expand. We're looking at other areas of Southern Sussex County, uh, even now to have further um, um, improvement in access and services. So we'll do that and we're able to do that better together because we're a larger system for recruitment and retention of providers. So that, that's pretty key. As patients work through the continuum though, obviously you get to emergent acute related needs. Uh, but even after hospitalization, we're gonna be able to care plan in an integrated manner. A lot of our patients actually work between both facilities. Mm -hmm. About 21% uh, of our patients in Salisbury actually come from Sussex County. They have relationships with folks who, um, they may have been to Nanticoke. So by being together in the same organization, we're gonna be able to have integrated care coordination for a common population. Um, so folks don't feel as fragmented as they once uh, did yeah. when experiencing interactions with the system. Awesome. So we should mention as well, this Peninsula Regional Health System that we talk about is going through a branding study now. That's going to change. More to come on that. There will be a new name that uh, will speak to all of us coming together. That should happen by the middle part of, of this year. Let's move on now to McCready Health. 
McCready is kind of a different situation sure, for us sure. in Somerset County. Uh, and I know that us coming aboard and working with them really helped to maintain health care in Somerset County and what was going to be a really a tough situation for the people down there. Sure. sure. So McCready, much like Nanticoke, has been going through some, some struggles as a small hospital. And in the case of McCready, um, their average daily census is about two patients. So they're, they're in the critical access hospital. Uh, Nanticoke's a, a very, uh, it's a small hospital, but very moderately sized. Their census is typically around 100 patients mm -hmm. per night. But McCready being a two-patient facility, uh, healthcare really doesn't support um, those types of services anymore. So they looked around uh, and said, you know what, we really want to, again, partner with um, a high-quality organization that serves a common community, and it made sense, and they reached out to us, and we went through a process, and looking forward to that concluding uh, in March. But um, they uh, are going to change in the way that they look. Given, um, given their size, we're actually going to be transitioning them to something called a freestanding medical facility. So they will no longer perform inpatient services there, nor surgical services. Those services, if those are needed by the community, will come up to Salisbury. But what will happen is we will be investing more in emergency room services, as well as, as I talked about before, primary care, mm -hmm. outpatient and ambulatory services with the goal to keep people healthy and well and out of the hospital. So they will be a freestanding medical facility in place, uh, effective March 1st, while we're actually building a new facility. So we're actually excited about that. Probably open up in about two years by time we get through all of the construct permitting, construction, and then opening. But they will have a new facility in the Crisfield area that will allow them to really serve the next generation. And we're, we're excited about that. Good. That's awesome. Um, I want to go back a couple of decades, too. We have really before been a, you and I were here. before we were here, <laughs> okay. right? So this has really been a forward-thinking organization, <laughs> sure. and we have built these wonderful partnerships. We call them joint venture partners with companies here in town, who have helped us to provide and will continue to help us provide care across the continuum, as you mentioned mm -hmm. earlier. How important are those joint ventures to us in what we do? to uh, provide really quality health care to people here on the yeah. Delmarva. Yeah, no, they're extremely important because, again, how do you keep people healthy and well and out of the hospital? You have to have services across the continuum. So when we started forming those partnerships, we looked for partners that had a competency in a certain area that we didn't. We're experts at running hospitals, and we're slowly becoming experts at keeping people healthy and well and out of the hospital, mm -hmm. but there's a whole range of services in between. So, so we've had uh, Peninsula Health Ventures for a number of years now, and we have some great, fabulous partnerships with Within that domain, um, I can highlight a few. Um, sure, please. One of the more um, recent ones is a partnership with uh, Core Life out of out of the other on the Western Shore, and we've came together to form Core Life Del, Del, Delmarva, and that is a place where folks who struggle with obesity can come. I know the guidance of uh, providers, uh, especially nurse practitioners, physician assistants with physician oversight, working with dietitians and trainers and behavioral health experts can really uh, modify their lives in an effort to lose weight. And if you think about it, if we're trying to keep people healthy and well and out of the hospital, obesity is a challenge that a lot of people struggle with. Uh, but now we've got Core Life as a partner with multiple locations throughout the peninsula and more to come. Um, that can really help people through that process. Sometimes they may need surgery, and guess what, we have that. We've got experts at the hospital that can uh, do a fabulous job there if they work their way through the process and they need that. But some folks can really change their lives by going through that um, supportive type process. So in that clinical environment, there's a small gym. So instead of going to one of the larger places where people might feel um, uncomfortable, sure. they're able to receive that care, that guidance, and uh, as well as um, exercise 
um, um, safely um, until they're in a position where they perhaps could uh, join them, um, a, a different environment. So that's one example of great partnership. Another one is um, uh, your docs in. We've got Dr. Walt Gianelli and his expertise after they set up multiple urgent care companies throughout the uh, peninsula. We looked at them and said, you know what, we're trying to reduce emergency department visits. How can we, who's our number, what's our number one goal? Again, primary mm -hmm. care physicians. Correct. But um, lots of folks will come to the ER and um, uh, they don't necessarily need to come to the ER. We're a trauma center, but it's fair to say that uh, quite a few patients we see don't need to come to a trauma center. So uh, we look at urgent care as being a, a, an appropriate alternative, not ideal. Um, we'd like the primary care doctor, but the urgent care partnership allows us to offer that in multiple locations. So we have the location across from Salisbury University, and uh, that's done remarkably well. And um, um, it's prevented and taken, you know, it's actually helped us um, slow down our ER, our ER visit. So those are a couple of examples mm -hmm. um, that, and uh, there's many more um, that really sure, help you us. Find them, you can find them on our, on our <laughs> exactly. website if you want to learn more about our joint exactly. ventures. Um, let's start, healthy well and out of the hospital. That's a nice transition into our two health pavilions. Yes. One in Ocean Pines, one in Millsboro. Let's talk about Ocean Pines because Ocean Pines is really doing extremely well. Huge growth in Ocean Pines. Two-part question for you. Why Ocean Pines, and what do we expect from that uh, that that system of care that we sure. built on there, which is really a hospital without the inpatient beds? Yeah, so it's kind of funny. The urban legend is that when Dr. Todd started the hospital, um, he had horses, but he had to bring people to Salisbury because traveling was a challenge. Sure. Uh, in many ways, healthcare really has to have a close relationship with patients. So now our challenge is how do we get care closer to them? And that was the whole idea of establishing pavilions and provider offices, especially primary care throughout the region. So when we made a decision to do a pavilion, what we really look at where's the population and uh, while I live in I live in Worcester County I live in Snow Hill it's a great town the reality is there's not as many people in Snow Hill as that northeast quadrant of uh, Worcester County ie Ocean Pines mm -hmm. which is almost a, a city within a city a community within a community and uh, so that's what we look for is high concentrations of populations that we can bring care close to home to because we know that if it's close to home they're more likely to engage with it as opposed to traveling perhaps all the way to Salisbury so with that we we started on a on a campus, and the same thing happened with Millsboro. We looked at that southern part of Sussex mm -hmm. County, and we built a pavilion there, learned some things, and I think did it a little bit better in um, Ocean Pines, the idea of a campus. Um, it's uh, quite a few services uh, at this point in time. We have obviously have the first building, which is family practice. We've got cardiac rehab there to keep people healthy and well, and a full-service pharmacy that people, if they're under the treatment of providers, can get your prescriptions filled there. And then we have our um, lab um, drop uh, station there as well. We had the, the Richard A. Hansen Cancer Institute, full-service cancer center there, and then the Delmarva Endoscopy Center, and uh, uh, Dr. Jerry Kanakis and Dan Daniels and Dr. Conwar uh, performed GI procedures out of that location. And then at this point in time, we're getting ready to, um, dirt's moving, but yeah. we're getting ready to break ground on really what is the larger medical pavilion or office building, which will have a whole host of different services. So the idea is to have all of those things the community needs, like you said though, short of a hospital bed, because ideally we want to keep them out of the hospital. So that's really the intent around the Ocean Pines campus. We started that process in Millsboro with the pavilion. Arguably, we actually learned quite a bit on what works well and what doesn't work well. We're actually in the uh, process of actually looking for property in Millsboro where we can do more of a campus-like feel because there is such a growth or I would say an explosion you know, in population up in that area. And it's important that we meet uh, the community's needs. Is that really the next big healthcare target area? Yes. Along that 113 corridor? Yes. 
Yeah, that that's the next one. Yeah, it's almost a it's almost like Millsboro Part Two, uh-huh, right. <laughs> you know, the sequel, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Right, I got you. Uh, but um, I, no, in all seriousness, though, I think when you look at how the community has taken a hold of the Ocean Pines campus, I think we learned some things about how to make it work well. And um, I, I want to go back. We want to go back and look at Millsboro. We'll still have, a, you know, the Millsboro Health Pavilion where it is. We'll probably yeah. call it Millsboro Health Pavilion South or something along those lines. Uh, but we are looking for property now in terms of, and it's it's no secret. Everyone knows. Yeah, Everyone's actually offering property to us, um, you know. So we're in that process now of identifying a location mm-hmm. and uh, laying out a plan for that for that community because that's going to be an enormous area of continued growth. Yeah, I'm, I'm bouncing you around a bit here, but I'm going to bring you back to Salisbury, where it all began, uh, where we've been providing healthcare since 1902 on the campus. We are going through now a beautification and security project uh, that is really taking into account making the campus not only look great but making the campus more safe and secure for all of us working there, for the visitors coming in, and the patients who are under our care. Can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, sure. I think it's, um, I think like any organization, you have to be thinking about um, uh, you know, the safety of your team, also the, the environment that you're creating. And uh, I think it's fair to say that you know, we, we're there when people really need us, and it's important that they come into um, an environment that is welcoming, uh, it is um, uh, clean and safe. So we are looking at our property and our campus, and we're, uh, uh, you know, we're in the midst of a, a master facility planning process right now. Uh, believe it or not, the towers that were built in '77 are 40 years old, and we have to start actually thinking about what's next, because those towers really are almost to their useful life, mm-hmm. and uh, we have to be thinking about what's next. So we are looking at the campus. <clears throat> we are uh, we have acquired certain properties. We're looking at parking. We're looking at. Um, how do we um, how do we create that environment that uh, again is welcoming yet provides um, safety and security? And uh, I think you'll start seeing changes over the next year or so related to what that uh, what the campus looks like. All right, Steve. So while we're on the topic of talking about the hospital, you can't have a discussion about how great we've become without the assistance of the Junior Auxiliary Board. They're a great presence for us in Ocean Pines at the Health Pavilion there, running the uh, Junior Board Cafe. But here at our hospital, they have been really remarkably helpful in a lot of things that we've been able to accomplish. Yeah, Roger, you said it well. They go back to 1924. Their first donation was an ambulance. They're an indispensable organization. And in the Ocean Pines campus, right next to the pharmacy, obviously we have the Junior Board Cafe uh, for folks who are on that campus. So um, we love having them a part of the rich history and tradition. And uh, we'll look forward to the next 100 years. Yeah, (laughs) great. We love the Junior Board. And Another good transition here, right across the street from the junior board, is the old Daily Times property. We purchased that a number of years ago, and I know we have great plans for that that include a medical and educational facility. Um, can you explain what we're going to do with that? Sure. These are um, these are plans at this point in time. Correct. So um, we're working through the process, as they say. But what's great is that we're, we're making an evolution. We're becoming much more academically focused and really a place where people can uh, benefit from our organization in the form of medical education. So whether it be uh, in residents, students, or what have you, that's that's our journey and that's where we're heading. Mm-hmm. We happen to have multiple institutions in our community that contribute to that, whether it be Warwick or um, Dell Tech, 
um, or SU or UMES, these folks are all indispensable at really training the next generation of folks to care for us <laughs> as we get older. Sure. In the case of the property across the street, we have a great vision with Salisbury University and University of Maryland Eastern Shore to create what we're calling the Eastern Shore Center for Interprofessional Education. And this would be a relatively large um, structure that would allow us and allow both of those universities to move certain clinically oriented programs right across the street from the hospital. And therefore they can train in an interprofessional environment where they train together as students as well as with our team. And uh, that allows them to be better prepared ultimately when they're taking care of you or I. Sure. <laughs> so it's extremely exciting. Um, it is a process though. Obviously they're both state institutions. So we have to work through the state funding process mm -hmm. that takes longer. It's more complicated. I don't pretend to understand all of it, but we're, uh, we're champions in supporting both of those institutions and getting the necessary support from the state to really re uh, improve their ability to train the next generation of the workforce uh, in the healthcare disciplines. You mentioned it, but let me touch on it one more time too. Uh, Dr. White at SU, Dr. Anderson, UMES, Dr. Hoy at Warwick are, have really been supportive uh, yes. of, of healthcare in this area and, and our mission to really improve Absolutely. the health of the communities we mm -hmm. serve. Absolutely. No, they've been, they've been great. When I think about, um, I talk to colleagues throughout the country on occasion and I hear things like national nurses shortage of you know, difficulty in finding workers for the team. Don't get me wrong, I think we do experience some of that, but I actually think it is largely mitigated by the fact that we have these institutions um, really, um, really training high quality folks to come into healthcare, um, whether it be the nurses between those two institutions, the respiratory therapists, the x-ray techs at Warwick, UMES has an awesome pharmacy program and they're in the process of getting back into the physician assistant program. We are extremely fortunate to be well positioned with these three institutions and a few institutions in Delaware to really meet this region's needs. So we're very thankful for them. Of course. Uh, let's get you out of here on this. Gazing into Steve Leonard's crystal ball, 10, maybe 20 years down the road, what do you see first for Peninsula Regional Medical Center? And then let's talk about the health system. Sure. Where do you see us? So I, <clears throat> it gets back to that, that, that subtle comment I made. We are making a transition towards being a place of medical education. And um, our ultimate goal is to have uh, a greater number of residents here, as well as medical students from medical schools. We, we might not have a medical school here, but the idea that students can come here after a few years of medical school and, expend, and spend their experiential time here in that critical third and fourth year, that's where we wanna be. We wanna, we wanna round out the training environment that's already supported by our local institutions to include um, to include what is really critically important um, components such as physicians. So I see that evolution continuing. We've got the support there. We've got great traction. And uh, I quite honestly, the sky's the limit. You know, Dr. Todd started this, but as that tertiary care facility that services the whole region, I do see us as being now a training environment for physicians. I'd love to be able to have local kids go to local universities, go away to a medical school for a couple of years, but come back here for all of their training. And that's the environment that I think you'll see PRMC proper mm -hmm. play a critical role in, as well as supported by Nanocoke for experiential learning. From a system perspective, it's continuing that evolution. You know, we, um, we have enough work um, in the acute care environment for like another generation. Let's face it, health and wellness is not an easy thing, but as a system, in 20 years, I see us, 
I see us not trying to catch up to the problem, but actually being ahead of it, much more prevention oriented. Um, I could see us being in the schools, really stamping out things like childhood obesity. We're gonna get ahead of those problems so that hopefully, um, hopefully we can prevent them from ever occurring. Don't get me wrong, technology is always gonna create new opportunities, but there's lots of things that as a system, we can get further ahead. And I see that's where we're going uh, into the future. And we're not done building, right? Doors always open? Doors always open. I think, you know, we're trying to create that environment that people want to be a part of. That's one of my goals is to be that place where whether you're a community member seeking care or you're an important part of the uh, delivery, any team member want to be a part of that, a physician, another hospital, you know, Nanakoka and McCready made choices. Other physician groups have made choices. Other people are welcome. We want to be that system. And we, you know, that's, I think that's what we're striving to be is that place that people want to be a part of. And uh, the door's always open. You never know. I think getting back to that size and scale discussion, that's kind of where healthcare is going. And um, I think uh, uh, to our credit and to really to the credit of those who came before us, we are that place that people look at and say, yeah, I want to be a part of that. Couldn't agree 100% more with you in that right. statement. Good. Steve, thanks again. Yeah, thank you. Great to have you on the program. Hope you'll come back and see us again. A absolutely. Thank you, Roger. Certainly. And that'll do it for this edition of PRMC On Point. As Steve mentioned, if you want to learn more about the Joint Venture Partners or any of the great things going on at PRMC or across the Peninsula Regional Health System, soon to be renamed, be sure to check out our website at www.peninsula.org. A lot of great information there about all things going on that we talked about on this program. So for Steve, I'm Roger. That'll do it for this edition, and we'll catch you again soon on another PRMC On Point.